following podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Smacking It Raw podcast episode 89. I am your host, the MOTP, the warden, Matt Ritter. And I am here, as always, with my co-host, the self-knighted Sir Cussalot, Travis Pointer. I thought we weren't doing the – you didn't do the AKs for Hashtag Them Thrones. You didn't do it on the last episode of Super Flashy Arrow. I don't think we were doing it anymore. I'm going to tell you, Hashtag Them Thrones, I was so out of it. I'm surprised I even made it through that show. Like, the levels of tired that I was that night is – it was astronomical. Now, Super okay. Flashy, I just plain forgot. But, but – AKA the Dragon King, AKA Sweet T, AKA Big T, AKA T Money, AKA Black Merlin, AKA the HNIC. You know, there are very rare occasions where I find myself agreeing with a McMahon. But Shane, I understand. <laughs> All right, Travis, how's your weekend going? Or how's your week going so far? I'm so tired. Yeah? I'm so tired. Yeah, me too. Um, yes. There's so much. Before we get into news and rumors, I just, how did you feel about the Superstar Shake-Up? What Superstar Shake-Up? Monday Night Raw, SmackDown. I know, I know, I know, I know. Because to be quite honest with you, it seemed like, okay, Reigns is on SmackDown and... AJ's on Raw. And AJ's on Raw. It seemed like the only thing that really happened. And we'll get into that. I just... I was underwhelmed. I really, I prefer the draft. Like I, I want general managers back so I can get a fucking draft when we do this shit, like, or the lottery, like where they just go and they pick names out. That's who ends up on the show. And you see all the people sitting backstage and they're all excited because they don't know where they're going. Like none of that was here this time. Like it, none of it. Yeah, it was, was just a, who came out. All right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. 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 That's why I said what superstar shape. Cause it was just like, okay, a couple guys appeared on another show. And then these get like, you know, AJ's on Raw and Roman Reigns is on SmackDown now, which I will say is good for those brands. And I shake some stuff up, change some things around. Now we can get some different matches. Also, the whole Roman Reigns to SmackDown keeps them from falling back on that old shield thing over and over again, which I'm happy for. So, yeah. Yeah. Just just one more time. We'll get it one more time. Yeah, exactly. And they'll keep doing it if they're on the same brand. Now they're, now they're separated. They won't do that anymore, which is cool. Man. Maybe Roman will get some new fucking ring gear. Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. Well, let's get into news and rumors. And since uh, you brought it up this Sunday, which I probably will not be watching, also because of Game of Thrones Live, but I will go back and check it out. Uh, the Shield's final chapter, kind of like the – I'm guessing it's going to be like uh, that uh, uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, Beast in the East show, and some of the other stuff they put on where it's like three or four matches, maybe an hour long, just a little network special. That's this Sunday. Um, I'll be watching Game of Thrones. Also, if you guys haven't listened to this or heard this or you missed it, uh, there will be no Money in the Bank post show because I will not be watching Money in the Bank. Travis will not be watching Money in the Bank. We will be watching the um, Game of Thrones season finale. Also, series finale. Series finale, yes, which is even more important. Also, I leave for Tennessee that day. Like, there's a lot of shit going on. So that's just not going to work. Yeah. If you want, you know, you can watch us live on hashtag them thrones anyway, you know, and just like say, hey, this is what happened during Money in the Bank. And I may say something. I probably won't. But like, you can just be like, hey, this happened on Money in the Bank. What do you think? Do it. Yeah, except they don't read the comments or at least they don't read my comments because I'm in there all the time. and They just ignore me. So. I think that should be Mara's job. Like, I get that she has to go on Twitter and write stuff down, but I feel like she should just be your social media person, and she should, like, read through the comments, and if she sees something interesting, grab it and use it. But I'm also not on that show or in charge of that show. So you do you. I just – I think it's a good idea. I always will. Um, Looks like Sasha Banks might maybe possibly be trying to leave WWE. So you posted a couple days ago – that after they lost the titles, she unfollowed WWE and Vince McMahon and started following AEW. There have been rumors that the reason that she was not on Raw was, A, because she was pissed off that they lost the titles. B, it's been planned to break up the Boston Hug connection, which she was not happy about. 
and they gave her a couple weeks after she requested her release to think about it. Yeah. They're just, you know, like, hey, take some, take some time, and in a couple weeks we'll let cooler heads prevail, and we'll see if we can come to a solution. If not. Yeah, and, you know, it's not just her. Luke Harper asked for his release, as did Alexander Wolf of Sanity. I'm going to say of Sanity so you know who I'm talking about when I say Alexander Wolf, because I know you don't know who that is. Appreciate it. He's the uh, weird-looking German guy. Not Eric Young, not the big fat guy. The oh, one. the one that, that's very forgettable. Got you. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. Like, there's no saying that they're going to go to AEW. Like, they might want to go to AEW, but right now – if you were going to leave WWE, it's the perfect time because you can go make good money on the independence, whether it's New Japan or Ring of Honor. They've got MLW. There's so many places you can go and market yourself and make good money and not have to be in WWE. So I wouldn't say to expect to see Dean and Sasha and Luke and Alexander. Well, like I wouldn't expect to see all these people on AEW, but I'm sure they will be around in some promotion somewhere and if they do. Thing, if they all go to AEW, all looking for the same thing, they're going to have the same problem because, you know, there's only so many top spots. Sorry. And Cody Rhodes said he's not interested in bringing in a whole lot of WWE people. Like he said, he thinks like 5% of AEW would be, but he was on a JR's podcast. He said maybe like 5%. And that 5% includes him and JR and Chris Jericho. So, uh, yeah, that's all you need It's a couple just to give you a little bit of that, you know, mainstream legitimacy. And then after that, grow your own talent. Makes sense to me. Last but not least in news and rumors, this is news, not rumors. Big E and Nia Jax are both out with knee injuries. Big E has a knee injury. Nia Jax has a double knee injury. Yeah, they pushed through, you know, through WrestleMania. Now you got to, you know, let them take some time off, let them heal up. Actually also get them some time off TV, let people miss them a little bit so when they come back, they can make an impact. Makes sense to me. No, I'm with you on that. And, I mean, yeah, heal up, do your thing. Plus, right now, it's one of the biggest problems. It's probably why everyone's looking to fucking get out of there. There's so much talent, and there's not time for everybody. Like, if you're a Luke Harper and Alexander Wolf, which, by the way, we'll get into it, but uh, sanity is not – in existence anymore but if you are a luke harper or alexander wolf you know that they're not going to have time for you hi bear for those of you who are listening and not watching travis just picked up his dog and introduced him to the viewers watching uh when this comes out on facebook.com slash group slash smack and raw or facebook.com slash creation magazine yeah has he ever been on this show? have i picked, ever picked him up during this yeah, show you picked him up before normally you're just yelling at him to stop doing stuff but I think you picked them up before. We've it's eighty nine episodes. I guarantee in one of those eighty nine episodes you picked that dog up. Wouldn't surprise me. I just don't remember doing it. But anyway, uh, yeah, there's just too much talent, and they're bringing people up from NXT, which we will talk about as we roll into Monday Night Raw. So the superstar shakeup started with Shane and Steph coming out, talking about how they're on the same page again, and they're referencing being in Canada and how Canada loves the McMahons. And they make the announcer do Shane's thing in French and blah, 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 blah. And then before they announce the first official new superstar to Monday Night Raw, the Miz comes out, attacks Shane. Shane gets the better of him and knocks him over a barricade. He comes back with a chair and a bloody head. So something that Shane did there, knocking him over the barricade, busted him open. And uh, the Miz chases Shane off with the chair. And the Miz is our first new member of Monday Night Raw. Cool story, bro. And then the thing that really pissed me off and pissed a lot of people off in the group, and it's just fucking stupid and it doesn't make any sense, and I hate it. We get an eight-man tag team match. It's Black and Ricochet, who are now officially part of Monday Night Raw, which I am happy yet slightly disappointed because I really just wanted Aleister Black to stand NXT. Um, and Hawkins and Ryder taking on the Revival and the War Raiders. But they didn't call them the War Raiders, but we're going to continue to call them the War Raiders because they're the fucking War Raiders, Hanson and Roe. Instead, they've called them Ivar and Eric, the Viking Experience. 
You have built a tag team up on NXT. Who are your current NXT tag team champions, mind you, as the War Raiders? The War Raiders there for about a year now. Won the tag team titles as the War Raiders. They come up, and not only do you change the tag team name, but you change their working names. Like, they're no longer Hanson and Roe. They're Eric. Like, you just changed everything except the fact that they're fucking Vikings. And there were so many posts, Travis, on Twitter, like, what would be a better name? And there's so many better names, like just the Vikings or Ragnarok or, you know, Sons of Ragnar. Like, they had so many great fucking names that they could have used, and they went with the fucking Viking experience. Like, I got to talk to fucking Bruce Pritchard about this shit because I don't know who came up with that, but they're fucking up, and he should have stopped that shit. Yeah. I don't know anything about the War Raiders, so it didn't bother me as much as it bothered you. But yeah, the Viking experience is a stupid fucking name, even if you don't know them. So it's just. So here's the thing. When they were out on the independence before they got signed, they were War Machine, which is dope. And then they were the War Raiders. And I'm like, all right, that's not as cool as War Machine, but it's all right. But the Vikings, like, how can you keep changing their name and making it worse? I don't know what to tell you, bro. We will get back to NXT. And actually, Aleister Black and Ricochet on the last takeover fought the War Raiders, and it was an amazing match. Two guys you'd be very impressed with. I've said it before. If I were to take my shirt off and stand in between them, it would look like an evolutionary chart um, from Roe to me to Hanson. But I'm disappointed. I don't know why they did this. I don't know why they thought it was a good idea. I don't know why they think they could just, like, change like it's not like taking mustafa ali like you just straight up completely changed their entire fucking name everything yeah i'm sorry dude i can tell this really bothers you it does they kept telling us over and over again that it's not just nxt and raw and smackdown but 205 live is part of this too which last i checked 205 live was part of raw like, I don't remember them ever saying it's no longer part of Raw. Like, I, they just stopped putting 205 Live matches on Raw. But as of the last superstar shakeup, Raw owned 205 Live. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the whole thing. They were having those matches on Raw. Anyway, Cedric Alexander's coming to Raw. Uh, then we had Finn Balor lose to the incoming Andrade Cien Almas with your girl Thea Trinidad, a.k.a. Zelina Vega. I'm sorry. Yeah, Finn Balor lost to Andrade with Zelina Vega. Non-title match. Yeah. Which becomes fucked up when we get to SmackDown, but we'll talk about that too. Uh, Then Elias comes out and says if he's interrupted by somebody, they'll never be able to show their face again, which I immediately thought, all right, someone with a mask, and sure as shit, it was Ray. Because now they're doing this cute thing where every time he says something negative about who is going to interrupt him next – it happens to be a clue as to who's going to interrupt him next. Mm-hmm. Ray Mysterio on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Ray actually tripped on the top rope here, which was kind of fucking funny. Uh, but uh, Elias caught him. Lars Sullivan comes out. I don't know why Lars Sullivan came out, because apparently, according to WWE.com, he's officially on SmackDown. And I was very confused by this, because he showed up on both shows. And I'm like, all right, what fucking show are you on? Are you on Raw? Is that why you were on Raw? Are you on SmackDown? Well, the Superstar Shakeup. At that time, he was a free agent. Fuck, don't fucking. That's don't. what happens when you you know you go away for a while to you know get your head together. You can come back as a free agent, and you can be on both shows, and then they put you on one afterwards. It's okay though; he won't be on Raw no more. He's on SmackDown. All right. Yo, we'll see because hey, brands don't matter. Shit. Um, I'm going to need you to chill on that, all right? They're not going to do it no more. It's all set now. We'll see. Except for Becky, because she got both belts. But And the Iconics. Well, yeah, because they that's the nature. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. So, chill. Um, I did write Resistance is Futile because Ray tried so hard to resist Lars Sullivan, and it just wasn't happening. Um, another big acquisition was the Usos taking on Rude and Gay. I was like, that's going to be cool. Oh, lost you for a second. The Usos doing what? 
uh, beat Rude and Gable um, in their Monday Night Raw debut. And I was all excited. I was like, sweet, the Usos versus Rude and Gable. Those are going to be amazing matches. And then Gable goes to SmackDown. Unannounced draft to SmackDown. So, no. But but having the Usos on Raw is cool because shakes up that tag division, you know, or, you know, what that tag division might be on Raw because what other tag teams are on Raw? B-Team. Exactly. Ricochet and Black, Hawkins and Ryder, The Revival. How long will Ricochet and Black be a tag team, though? Come on. I don't know. If they don't got nothing better for them, it might be a while. Look at Sheamus and Cesaro. When that happened, I was like, oh, how, they ain't going to be a tag team for long. That's all they are now. They actually had a name, though. Like, they became the bar. You know, They became the bar eventually. Ricochet and Black might become something. I don't see it, but we'll, we'll find out. Um, Moment of Bliss with Sami Zayn. It looks like uh, Alexa Bliss turned heel here. I mean, after five minutes of how much Canada loves Sami Zayn and just I don't know. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Okay. I, I forgot I got to check these things. So far, last week, you haven't said anything that I haven't seen. Because last week you saw everything, according to you. I still don't know how the fuck that happened, because even when we were talking about it, I told you, like, I even told you how that, you know, that Rude and Gable match ended. Like, I, I saw that match. <laughs> like, I don't know how, though. I don't know either, but Mark Daniel Robles called you out and said, no, that and uh, the Alexa Bliss match were not on Hulu. Uh, Mark's a liar. Uh, but anyway, we had the moment of bliss with Sammy. He comes out, and after five minutes of Canada just praising Sammy Zayn because he's Canadian, he sits down and says, you know, I really love this country. I just hate the people in it, and goes full heel and trashes Canada, says that's why he moved out. And then Alexa defends Canada and says, you know, you're saying that these people are the problem. They're not the problem. You're the problem. And Sammy gets up and leaves because he's not happy that she didn't agree with him, I guess, or he doesn't want to pander to the crowd. More comments about people like you and me who discuss and criticize wrestling. I'll keep doing it, too. Fuck you. Well, yeah, this is kind of my thing now. Yeah. Um, Bailey, they show backstage looking for Sasha Banks. Can't find Sasha. The Iconics come up and say, listen, if you need to talk, we're here for you. I thought they were being extremely nice to Bailey, but she took issue with it and picked a fight with them and said, I'll meet you in the ring. They're like, well, Sasha's not here. And she'll go, oh, I'll find a partner. And she did. She found Naomi. Yeah, this um, this wasn't on Hulu. Oh, why did you stop me? I want to know what happened next. Well, I'll come back to it. Did you see EC3? I think so. Continue. EC3 and Braun Strowman. Yeah. Uh, they were supposed to have a match. EC3 is, I guess, officially on Raw. But uh, he just gets squashed by Braun Strowman and then chokeslammed off the stage. And uh, He's dead. Yeah, no. This has not been a good thing coming to the main roster for EC3 at all. No, not at all. He should have stayed down in NXT and said, you know what? I appreciate the call-up, but... Uh, I think I'm going to stay down here a little while longer because they're just wasting and destroying this guy. Maybe he should have stayed in TNA. No, nah, because I'm sure he likes getting paid. Well, there's a quote from Stone Cold Steve Austin, or maybe it was Eric Bischoff. I don't remember, but I think it was Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff said that Stone Cold Steve Austin would have never made it in WCW because he would have been a small fish in a giant pond in WCW, but in WWF, he was a giant fish in a small pond. He's wrong, but that yeah. was his analogy. EC3 and TNA would have been a big fish in a small pond. Here in WWE, he's just another fish in the pond. Yeah, but like I said, I'm sure he would rather be somewhere where he actually gets paid. I'm sure they're paying people in TNA. Oh, no, no, no. They have a very bad habit of not paying people over there. It's been documented. Yeah, I think that changed once they got new... Uh, New leadership. I don't know. Can't be as bad as ECW. I wouldn't trust it. All right. Did you see Ruby Riot, Becky Lynch? Affirmative. 
So Ruby loses to Becky, and then Natalia comes out and stakes her claim on the Raw title. And then Lacey Evans comes out and actually speaks. She cuts a motherfucking promo. She uses very suggestive language, saying things like, a woman like me knows how to get what she wants, um, announces she's officially on Raw, and that there's going to be a number one contender match, and we get Lacey versus Natalia. Lacey wins, and I got to say, that was one hell of a moonsault she delivered at the end of that match. She actually had a match. She actually did something. Yeah, and she, I mean, she didn't look fantastic, but she didn't look bad. Yeah, decent. Yeah. What, what? Which Charlotte is she? Military Charlotte? Military Charlotte, yeah. Yeah, Military Charlotte. They didn't have Natalia on there. Which, which Charlotte is Natalia? Because she's also blonde with fake boobs. Canadian Charlotte. Canadian Charlotte. Is that how you want to go about the rest of this podcast? Every time we talk about somebody that's blonde with fake boobs, we refer to which Charlotte they are and just call them that Charlotte? I kind of like that idea. Okay, I'm with it. Uh, we got more Bray Wyatt creepy puppet promos. This time there's a dollhouse and some other shit, and then there's an Annabelle ripoff doll sitting in a chair, and I just pray to God that Bray's thing isn't like he's a ventriloquist. Or, uh, fuck, man, like, uh and then our main event, uh, six-man tag team match, Drew and Lashley and Corbin versus Reigns and Rollins, and their mystery opponent or partner who was not a mystery because he walked out in the middle of their interview where they were saying you're going to have to wait to find out who he is. You clearly saw his elbow pad, AJ Styles. They don't want none. You want to guess who won that match? Oh. I have no idea. Could it be the guy who just debuted named AJ Styles? Yeah. So I'm guessing you didn't see the Bray Wyatt promos, right? Yeah, I did, actually. Okay. Did you see the backstage interview with uh, The Shield? Negative. Okay. So you, you missed that, and you missed all of the Bailey Naomi versus the Iconics tag team match. Yes. Okay, and that whole thing. So, ladies and gentlemen, not good enough for Hulu. Um, Bailey not being able to find a partner, so she grabs Naomi, which I actually feel bad for Travis because I know every time Naomi comes out on TV, he gives himself a self-high five. I do. And then smacks it raw. Um, Bailey and Naomi beat the Iconics. Uh, Naomi gets the pin here with her uh, corner flipping move. The split leg moonsault? There you go. That one. Uh, yeah, she got the win with the split leg moonsault, which means the Iconics, who are the champions, have pretty much lost every match they've had since becoming champions. Something WWE is very fond of doing, except with Hawkins and Ryder, because, yeah, let's have them win, not the Revival. Break that losing streak and then just let them keep getting wins. Sounds great. Um. Yeah, and then, like I said, they just interviewed The Shield saying that um, they wanted to know who the third man was going to be, which I found funny because I think of WCW and the whole, who's the third man? Oh, I did see that. So <laughs> the only thing not good enough for Hulu until Mark Xavier Robles comes in and corrects Travis right now. Well, I is, can tell, like, actually during, like, I can see where they had cut some matches, too. So Okay. Um, Bailey... And Naomi beating the Iconics. Then we roll over into SmackDown, which I was more entertaining than Raw was. Raw is supposed to be the A brand, this and that, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, right off the bat, we get the KO show with Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, two-thirds of the New Day. And right off the bat, we talk about Big E's and the injury, which I thought was cool because normally they don't really talk about that shit, like, out on TV. Like, you don't have people just coming out and saying, oh, yeah, so-and-so's injured, messed up his knee in this match, going to be out. And then KO wants to be an honorary member of the New Day, which I didn't know I was going to love until it happened, and I absolutely love it. Like, him dancing like I would dance if I was a part of the New Day, trying to be Biggie, like, with no rhythm whatsoever, but still just doing the hip swivel and pancake eating in the back and all of this. I was really worried like he was going to be Kevin Owens and turn on them tonight. 
I'm really glad they're at least going to milk it for a little while. He even did their intro at the end of the night. Like this whole thing was fantastic. But my favorite part of this, it started on the internet, I think on YouTube or a Twitter video that Xavier Woods posted, but he went on live TV and bitched about how they took away half of his up, 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 down, down cast (laughs) and sent him to raw and demanded that Tyler Breeze be on SmackDown by the end of the night, which he wasn't, which he still isn't. It was fantastic. Oh, man. Up, up, down, down is probably one of the best channels on YouTube, I swear. It really is. Like, it is, it is absolutely amazing. If you love video games or any it, nerdy shit in general, just up, up, down, down is fun. So much fun. I just, I loved that he stopped that that interview to do that. Just straight up, hey, I did not give you guys permission to send half of my up, up, down, down crew to Raw. I don't know what I'm going to do anymore. I. What is the point? Tyler Breeze isn't doing anything anyway. Why does it matter if he's on Raw or SmackDown? Just send him over there. Like, fuck it. Do Xavier a solid. Yeah. Yeah. The fuck. And I'm sure, like, Above Down Down does something for WWE in general, too. So, like, yo. Help a man out. Exactly. Help me help you. Uh, then we get Finn Balor to SmackDown, which uh, they kind of alluded to on Monday Night Raw because he was wearing blue knee pads and trunks. And they're like, oh, maybe he's trying. Shit. He is on SmackDown. Uh, he takes on Mustafa Ali. Fun match. Finn wins. Mutual respect. But this means, and I checked this last night, and I posted this in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash SmackDown Raw. Right now, the IC and U.S. titles are on the same brand. And, like, I went and I looked, and WWE.com put out an official list of all of the people, announced or unannounced, who were part of the Superstar Shake-Up. Samoa Joe was not on that list. I went to the actual rosters, and I looked through the rosters, and Finn Balor is on the SmackDown roster, and so is Samoa Joe. So, Michael LaShawn Willis, Mike, Kill Bill, my buddy, if for whatever reason – Somehow, on Monday Night Raw, they decide to do something where they say, oh, a late edition of Samoa Joe or whatever. I will give you that. But as for right now, officially via WWE, Samoa Joe is on SmackDown. Both those titles are on SmackDown, and it's fucking stupid. Like, why do you need two mid-card titles on one show and none on the other? I mean... Probably not supposed to say this, but I'm going to debut on SmackDown next week and uh, win the Intercontinental title and then jump over to Raw with it. So you're just going to change brands willy-nilly and ignore that they're brands and just do whatever you want? Yeah, mostly just to spite you. Okay. Like, I called them and said, I specifically want to do this just because I know it will piss Matt off. Okay. Um, Next up, Charlotte. Wear a shirt that says, fuck you, Matt, on it. Yeah, they'll bleep that out. It'll be cool, though. Hey, hey, any publicity you can get me, get me. I need more listeners. You guys know anyone who's a wrestling fan who's not listening to this podcast and you haven't told them about it? A, shame on you. B, go fucking tell them to listen to us. Shame. Charlotte takes on Jersey Charlotte. Um, Beats Jersey Charlotte. And then... Jersey Charlotte anymore, though. She doesn't have blonde hair anymore. She still has blonde hair, don't she? Carmella? Maybe I was no. I know what it is. I'm playing that SuperCard Showdown, and all the cards of her right now have blonde hair. But that's like, yeah, I'm she's doing. not blonde anymore, bro. Oh, she's still Jersey Charlotte. Our <laughs> um, truth then is uh, helping out Carmella, whose knee seemed to have been hurt, and that's when Lars Sullivan shows up and smashes our truth. So now, Travis, even though you made fun of people getting beat up by Lars. Your boy, Our Truth, got beat up by a guy named Lars. He did. He did. And I told him not to speak to me anymore. <laughs> um, and then my favorite part of this was Lars Sullivan just creepily stalking Carmella in the corner and her looking like legitimately scared of him and getting the fuck out of there. Hell yeah. She's like, no, no, no. You but you will not snisky me. I don't blame him. Like, if I was him, I probably would have done the same thing. <laughs> like, have you seen her? Oh, uh, yes yeah um then the man comes out 
so that we can introduce the new members of SmackDown Live, Ember Moon and Bailey. Oh, I am poor Bailey. Really, 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 really like fuck Bailey, Travis. Like she's fine. She's one of the four horsewomen. If Sasha leaves, they're gonna fuck up this whole four horsewomen thing anyway. So it is what it is. She got booed. She's supposed to be babyface. Canada wasn't having it. Like, yeah, that's all fine. What's important here is I need Ember Moon versus Becky Lynch for the SmackDown Women's title. Because apparently you can only challenge Becky Lynch for the title of the brand you're on is what they made it seem like on Monday Night Raw. Because they didn't say, I'm coming after both those titles. They said, I'm declaring myself for the Raw championship because I'm on Raw. So if you beat Becky Lynch and you're from Raw, you get the Raw title, which means we can have a feud on SmackDown for the SmackDown title. And I need Ember Moon, Becky Lynch. Yeah, I want that too. But when I say poor Beck, I mean poor poor Bailey, because they just had her come out after Ember Moon, and the crowd clearly is behind Ember Moon. And they booed her not because they didn't like her, they just booed her because they felt like she was stopping Ember Moon versus Becky from happening. It was just like that's so sad. That's not what was happening, but it just it felt that way, and so she got so she just. She, I know. It's just I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. But uh we're gonna get to something even uh, I don't know if it's as disappointing for you. It was disappointing for me. Uh so then the iconics come out and they do their thing and uh, dude, I love their whole thing, the way they make fun of people and talk shit and like their whole gimmick, just I'm a fan. It's great, it's unique, it's different, it's fun. But uh Paige shows up, and this is what I've been waiting for for a week because Paige said she was going to give us a brand-new tag team on SmackDown that she is managing. And I was hoping it wasn't Absolution, and they fucked with me, and Mandy and Sonya interrupted her and walked out. And I'm like, come on. But Paige then stops after they say, finally, Absolution's back together. She goes, yeah, no, it's not you guys. Team, I'm managing. No, 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 no. Who, who, who came out? Mandy Rose and Sonya no, 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 no. What is her name? Oh. Uh, fuck. That's Hot Charlotte. Know. Is that Hot Charlotte? Was that it? Because yeah. I know Alexa was cute Charlotte. Yes. Hold on. I got it here. Are you 100% sure it's Hot Charlotte? Yes. All right. So Sonya Deville. And Hot Charlotte come out uh, pretending to be Paige's new tag team. Paige is like, no, 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 no. It's not you two. But then Paige tells us that the people she's managing are both new to SmackDown. And then the first person she introduces is a fucking SmackDown superstar. Yeah. That's Asuka. And then I was like, well, who the fuck are they going to get to be Asuka's tag team partner? This is this is interesting. And then they bring out Kyrie Sane, which in theory... Uh, huh because she's asian well yes and no so in theory (laughs) there have been plenty of rumors that vince mcmahon has not been pushing charlotte with the same or pushing oscar with the same um fervor fervor there you go i like that that uh they did in nxt because she doesn't speak english very well so it makes sense to have them have an English-speaking manager That's page. Not why we all know it. Anyway, continue. I'm getting there. So it makes sense that he would give Oscar an English-speaking manager, especially one of the better women on the mic who can no longer compete in ring, that being Paige. People have been wanting to see Paige back in a non-screen role. My thing is there are two women who are down in NXT who are both Japanese, who both don't speak very good English, who are already a fucking tag team, both outside and inside of WWE and NXT. They called themselves the Sky Pirates. They were fucking amazing. They were Kyrie Sane and EIEIO Shirai. Wait, what is her name? Her name is EO Shirai, but if you had watched when I did the Mae Young Classic, I kept calling her EIEIO. Oh, I thought that was actually her name, and I'm like, that would be the funniest shit to actually see on the nameplate as she walks down to the ring. Actually, I did the Mae Young Classic, and I came up with E-I-E-I-O. I also referred to the Japanese flag at the bed sheet with the giant period stain on it. That was the rack. That had nothing to do with you, Matt Ritter. 
Travis, stop shaking your head. You know you're happy to see me. You asked. You wanted to know about EIEIO. That was that was all the rack. Ask my number one baloney, Mark Daniel Robles. He will he will come out and tell you it was all the rack. He watched it. He is my number one fan. Shout out to my number one fan. My my most important fan. Your only fan. Fuck you, Travis. Fuck you. Anyway, um, you know, so I was I'd much rather have the Sky Pirates. Um, I like the name. It's going to fit with WrestleMania next year. But they did this because they've got two talents. They wanted to bring up Kyrie. Neither of them speak very good English. As Travis said, they're both Asian. So they gave them a white manager um, in Paige. <laughs> a very white manager. <laughs> uh, the women brawl, we get an eight-woman tag team match where we got Asuka and Kyrie Sane, along with Bailey and Ember Moon, versus the Iconics. And are they Absolution? Are they not Absolution? Is it only Absolution if Paige is with them? Like, I don't know how that works. They haven't called them Absolution since Paige left them. So, so Sonya and Hot Charlotte. Um, what I like to call the new recruits because the four women there, except for Asuka, were the new members of SmackDown. Uh, win the eight women tag team match. Then we get a six-man tag team match because we have so much talent. Every match has to be a multi-person, multi-tag team match. Um, New Day and Big O take on (laughs) Shinsev and – huh? That name was very clever. I still like that. Yeah, he was like, Big K. No, 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 Big O. Big O is so much better. Um, They take on Shinsev and Cesaro. I think Rusev – may have taken the stunner worse than Vince McMahon at the end of this match. He might have. He might have because that was awful. There has been a long-running thing with WWE fans that Vince McMahon takes the worst stunner. But Rusev may have topped that. That was probably a full forward tumble or some shit over his shoulder. And like, what, what the fuck was that? That's why he's not champion. So you need to like just watch The Rock. I swear to God, everybody who ever takes a stunner, just watch The Rock. Watch how The Rock sells the stunner, because nobody sells the stunner like The Rock sold the stunner. That is true. And if you watch it and you really look at it, it's fucking ridiculous, but it works. Exactly. It's exactly. so ridiculous, but exactly. it works. Because it's so, it's, it's just it's so fucking extra. Like he could have stopped after hitting the ground the first time. He doesn't have to do that second backflip that he does, but he does it every time. He does that backflip and like springs himself up into the air and shit. It's just so fucking extra, and it's great. Hits his legs on the ropes and just fun yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Sell the fuck out of that shit. New Day wins. Um, I'm not. I might have to sneeze. I'm going to call him the New Day because Big O is a honorary member of the New Day. Kind of wish they'd just make him an official member, and he'd be like the fourth guy until Big E came back because uh, that could be fun. And then the main event, the thing they've been hyping all night long, Vince's huge acquisition, the biggest acquisition in SmackDown history, is Elias, which means that he's about to be interrupted by someone much more popular than Elias and that was Roman Reigns which I literally while I was watching this with someone looked at them when Elias came on they're like really Elias I'm like watch Roman Reigns come out and then Roman Reigns came out yeah and they ended it I forgot who which one of the announced teams said it like yeah he's the biggest acquisition in Smackdown history and I'm just like "Eh, eh." maybe in SmackDown live history. How about we say that? Because if you want to go biggest acquisition in SmackDown history, it's very simple. You go all the way back to the original draft, the first ever draft, the number one overall draft pick, the people's champ, The Rock, is the greatest acquisition in SmackDown history. But Well, the greatest acquisition in SmackDown history is subjective and debatable. No, it's not. It's The Rock. It is. No, no, it's 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 objectively the rock. It's just that simple. We've got some time here, so I'm gonna I'm actually gonna get into this with you. We, we'll hold off the Superman punch to Vince and all that shit. The Rock 
is not the greatest superstar in WWE history. No, he's no. not. I said the greatest acquisition in SmackDown history. That is what I said. Okay, I'm I'm getting there. Even though I hate his fucking guts, even though I trash him constantly, a lot of other people besides me refer to Hulk Hogan as one of the greatest superstars in wrestling history. Refer to Hulk Hogan as an icon. Hulk Hogan was drafted to SmackDown at one point. So, by that status, I would say Hulk Hogan is possibly a greater acquisition to SmackDown than The Rock. Just because he named the show does not make him the greatest. That's not why. They got Hogan when he was old and broken already. It didn't matter at that point. We got we got peak of his game Rock drafted to SmackDown, sir. That's what made him the greatest asset attract, you know, acquired by SmackDown and SmackDown history. That's like saying, like, you know, let me see. Let me let me, let me just give you ah, let's think basketball. Like saying Shaq is the greatest acquisition in Celtics history. No, he was done at that point. He wasn't Shaq no more. It's not the same. Shaq played for the Celtics. Exactly. Well, Who no, I don't. Shit. I don't follow basketball, so I just. Yeah, I, I know. know. He played. It was at the end of his career. He was. He, he wasn't really Shaq no more. Same shit. I know. I, like when I, I Hulk Hogan had gotten traded this or drafted to SmackDown back in like '95. Then okay, that would have been the greatest acquisition in SmackDown history. But no, 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 no. Past his prime, Hogan does not surpass prime Rock. I don't know why. Why I didn't think of this. And I will make this argument. The Undertaker was drafted to SmackDown. Was he drafted to SmackDown or was he just on SmackDown? No, he was drafted in a draft to SmackDown. And I will argue all day long that The Undertaker is a greater acquisition than The Rock to SmackDown. Teddy Long drafted The Undertaker to SmackDown and then made the greatest running joke in wrestling history about either it being a tag team match or you're taking on The Undertaker, player. It's The Rock Show. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we finished that SmackDown segment. That wasn't fair fair at all. I took your favorite wrestler and my favorite wrestler and I pitted them against The Undertaker out of your pocket. I can't argue against The Taker. I can always pull that. That is the only card in my pocket. That is my favorite card. It's the only card I got. Like, if if I were of another race, it would be my race card, and I would use it as often as possible. In wrestling, that's what I'm doing. I'm pulling the Undertaker card every time. The urn is right back there on the wall, just sitting up there on that shelf. Nope, this way. There we go. It's really hard to do <laughs> when I'm watching myself. There we go. Right there. I'm getting that tattoo on Friday. Like, I'm pulling that card. But Vince McMahon and Elias both get a Superman punch, and then Roman comes back and hits Elias with a spear. He says, this is my yard. I will give it to – you said it before. I will reiterate it, and I will give you your credit for saying it. If we're going to have Roman Reigns, this is the Roman Reigns we want. He comes out, he says a sentence, and then he hits motherfuckers in the face. Like, that's what I need. Like, I don't need five-minute promos. I need – no, I'm here to kick ass. Exactly. And that, boom. Exactly. That's all he should be, and that's enough. That's what makes people. That, that's what made people cheer for him in the first place. Keep that up. Yep. All right, Travis. Who's going over this week? Ah, uh, this week. Uh, I guess I have to give it to KO. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with that. Uh, he definitely had the best segment he joined the wwe champion in kofi kingston and uh one of the most revered smackdown tag teams uh in the new day and just they had a blast i'm gonna say the new day is going over because he's an honorary member they were all part of that shit so who's jobbing out this week gable I'm going to go with the Viking experience. Because that, <laughs> like you called them up and just changed their whole shit. Like I, I don't know no. what to tell you, bro. I'm sorry. 
Viking experience is jobbing out this week for me. Um, how much time we got? Uh, you got some time. You good. All right. Give me a second here. I am going to scroll up and I'm going to find where I posted the official list of all of the people in Superstar Shakeup since we're talking about it. All right. Monday Night Raw received AJ Styles, The Miz, Ricochet, Aleister Black, Rowan Hansen. I'm not calling them those other fucking names. Andrade, they dropped the CN almost. Zelina Vega, Rey Mysterio, The Usos, Naomi, EC3, Lacey Evans, Eric Young, and Cedric Alexander, which brings me to the point with Eric Young on Raw, Killian Dane on SmackDown, and Alexander Wolf leaving the company. The Miz officially killed an entire faction in one Falls Count Anywhere match. Mm-hmm. And I told you it was an abomination having him beat three established wrestlers in one night. They never even got, like, a start as a team on the main roster. They had maybe two or three matches, including the Falls Count Anywhere match. Never really did anything significant except for their debut. And that faction is gone. And Alexander Wolf posted hashtag RIP Sanity when he did ask for his release. Well, Over on... Go ahead. Make you feel any better? They're um, selling Baja Blast and bottles in stores again right now. Oh, they've been doing that. Oh, no, but you know how it goes away for a while and then comes back? I didn't notice that because they always have them at Walmart, like right by the checkout. Mm, they tend to go away everywhere I've lived and then come back. They just came back. So, All right. Uh, over on SmackDown Live, we got Roman Reigns, the Intercontinental Champion, Finn Balor, Elias Bailey, Ember Moon, Kyrie Sane, Lars Sullivan, Buddy Murphy, who I forgot to announce. They did a promo for him. He is the former Cruiserweight champion that Travis cannot remember. He's also fucking Alexa Bliss. Uh, Liv Morgan. So there goes part of the Riot Squad. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, and someone said this in the group. I believe it was Brian. Um, if we see Sarah Logan joining her husband in the Viking experience, um, and the Riot Squad being no more as well, which is crazy that they break up the Boston Hug Connection and the Riot Squad when well, you just introduced. Yeah. Um, tag titles. I can kind of, yeah, you'd want a tag team for that. And I'm, I was thinking maybe they want to do it because they want to push Ruby Riot as a singles competitor, but she's better with those two girls behind her too. So it's just, uh, I don't know. Uh, Chad Gable. Apollo Crews, Mickey James, and Heavy Machinery, Otis and Tucker. Have you seen Otis do the Caterpillar yet? Yes. Okay. It is amazing. <laughs> Those are all the official people that have made the jump to SmackDown and over to Raw. Again, Samoa Joe is not on that list. I don't know what they're going to do. We'll see. He wasn't even on SmackDown, was he? No, he was not. Yeah. There were rumors that he was sick and he couldn't make the show, which wouldn't have mattered because I just listed like five people that they didn't announce in the Superstar Shakeup, but just like put out on there. So like, yeah, there why was not just also this whole thing about a lot of people not even being able to make it to the show because of some holdovers in New Jersey and shit. So, yeah. So why not just put him on the list if you want him on Raw? Anyway, we did a poll over in the Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash Smackin' Raw. Next week, Travis and I will be discussing at the end of the show, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker WrestleMania 25. That was the overwhelming winner. Um, you guys wanted to see greatest matches in WWE. I was hoping to see Macho Man Steamboat, but uh, I, I'm not going to turn down an Undertaker match. So Here's the thing. I don't understand why you all want to deny me from watching really bad matches. I was actually kind of looking forward to that. That's why I put that in there. I was hoping that's what they were going to pick. Here's the thing that you all might not know about me. I enjoy good TV and good wrestling, but I love, I love awesomely bad television and awesomely bad wrestling. Like, it is so much fun to me. Like I want to like that's why I went in the little in the comment section. I was like, "Yo, give me Teddy Long versus Eric Bischoff." Like, like I want to watch that. Or Michael Cole winning his first and only WrestleMania match. Exactly. Like I want to watch shit like that. Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg WrestleMania twenty. 
arguably the worst WrestleMania match ever. This match sucks. Like, the crowd chanted, this match sucks. Oh, it was a great night. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up bad, ma- or bad wrestling, though, because we also have a tournament going on for the greatest faction stable of all time, and tomorrow will be the Filthy Animals versus the West, Tes- well, West Texas Rednecks, which is arguably at one of the worst points in WCW history. Yeah, Filthy Animals had the No Limit soldiers behind them, though. Like, so one of those two will advance to round two. Um, Master P, all right. Travis, yep. Super Flash Hero of Tomorrow. Big Swole, huh? Super Flash Hero of Tomorrow. Yes. What about it? All the shows are back next week? All the shows are back next week. All the shows except for Supergirl were back this week. So, except for Black Lightning because it hit a finale, but yeah. Okay, yeah, this week you had the uh, Flash. Okay, yeah. Sorry. I listened to the last one. I'm like, no, the last one was just uh, fucking Legends. Nothing else was on. Yeah, that was last week. Talking about this I'm week. with you. There you got you guys can find that Facebook.com slash group slash super flash arrow of tomorrow if you are a fan of the DC universe. Uh CW verse, arrowverse, flareoverse, whatever Travis and Mar decide to call it that week. Go check them out. Uh they are funny and entertaining. Also face yeah, I said Facebook.com. Also, all the videos for all of the podcasts, including hashtag them thrones, which is back roughly 30 minutes after Game of Thrones. Live recap on Facebook. You can find Facebook.com slash groups slash them thrones and everything. So we kicked it off singing about wieners. You did. You sang the South Park wiener song. Um, you guys can find everything at Facebook.com slash creation magazine as well. It gets posted there first and then everywhere else when we remember to share it. Travis, you got anything else for us? I do not. All right. Well, for Sir Cusselot, Travis Pointer. I am the warden, Matt Ritter. We are smacking it raw, and we are that damn good. Peace.